It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We appreciate so much you tuning in. We are always thankful to know that our listeners are there. We do hear from many of you. We've uh, met many of you who actually live in the Omaha area. And then we have been able to communicate with many others through mail, email, telephones, and such. And we're just so thankful to know that you're there. We hope and we pray that as we get together each day on Search the Scriptures, that you are coming to learn the Bible better and better. And as you do that, that you're becoming better equipped to be able to make your decision as to what you're going to do about following God his way. Ultimately, our faith rests upon our knowledge of God's word. Now, that may be surprising to some people, but we've tried to emphasize that repeatedly here on Search the Scriptures. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 tells us exactly that. So we believe that it is fundamental that we really try to teach God's word so that your faith can grow. And as your faith grows, then prayerfully again, you're going to grow closer to God. It's good to be here today as it always is with my brother in Christ, Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. I am certainly blessed to be with you on the program today as always. Something I really look forward to, this opportunity when we can open up God's Word and share the truths contained in it with those who are listening to us. And certainly I'd like to add my word of welcome to all of those who are listening. We're glad that you've tuned in to Search the Scriptures today, and we certainly anticipate that you'll be blessed in your life by participating in the lesson that we have to share. And really... What a great thing this is, the opportunity we have, a real blessing from God, to use this medium of radio in order to share his message with so many people. And we really don't know how many uh, actually listen to the program. We, we do know it's broadcast here in Omaha and in Council Bluffs and also in Kansas City. So, you know, the opportunity for Many hundreds, perhaps many thousands of people to hear the program is certainly there. And we do hope that that's happening. And as you said, Gary, we certainly hope as those who are listening to the program, they are getting better acquainted with God, with his will for their lives. They are prayerfully considering the things we share with them from God's word. And then they're putting those into action in their own lives, helping them to become better equipped to participate in that heavenly home when this earthly life is complete. The putting into action is the key part, isn't it? It really is. We have to be obedient. We have to be active in our faith. We can know the truth, but if we do not live by the truth, then that knowledge is basically impotent for us. It really is. It's of no use. And you know, Dennis, you mentioned uh, that the program is broadcast in a number of areas already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then beyond that, of course, it is streamed live on uh, kcro.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in addition to that, it is on our website at www.churchofchrist.com. And that's a free website. Anybody can go to it and they can uh, go to the to the listen button and they can pick up on the radio program, and our radio programs are there archived for a long way back. Mm -hmm. They can go back and listen to all kinds of broadcasts for a long, long time back. Yeah, and and that's uh, What a blessing. It really is. Uh, You know, you think about that, Gary. Maybe 
someone has been listening to a particular series of lessons that we've done and you know for some reason they might have missed one or two they can go to the website and pick those up they certainly can yeah and that's uh, that is really a, a tremendous blessing it really is now dennis we're going to uh get back into our series that we've been doing talking about a a life worth living yes many people may not really think about that they just kind of live life mm-hmm. <laughs> they just kind of get up and go through the motions every day true and then there are a lot of people they have thought about whether or not life is worth living mm-hmm. and they've decided in the negative they have and they have either attempted to commit suicide or they have done so. Yes. Now, many, though they may not have actually tried to commit suicide, they have lived their lives in such a careless way uh, that, you know, if something happens to them, it's not necessarily a bad thing in their mind. Yeah, that can be true as well. But we have tried to look at it from that perspective, and then we've tried to say, no, wait a minute, that's, that's not the way to look at life. Mm-hmm. If we will get our perspective straight, mm-hmm. if we will live our lives according to God's leading and teaching mm-hmm. by his will, then life will be worth living. It really will. You know, and I, I think it's important what you said in the introduction today that we really need to be focused on learning God's word if we can do that, it's going to go a long way in helping us realize and understand life is worth living. It is. A lot of it's based on our value system in yes. our personal life. Yes, it is. And if people don't have a value system that is spiritually based, mm-hmm. that is following God's leading, then they're going to have real problems finding that real value in life. Yes, they certainly will. We need to first learn to depend upon God. Now, we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. He is the creator, after all. And then we must be willing to realize that we are humanity. We've got a sin problem, and we need to deal with that, and we need to pay attention to trying to deal with that through God's guidance Mm -hmm. in his word. Yes. We need to turn to him. Yes. Now, we also need to learn to live in the present. We do. To not just beat ourselves up continually over things that have happened in our past that maybe we really made big mistakes in. Mm -hmm. But we can't go back and undo those. No, we certainly can't. The past is just that. It's in the past. Maybe we can make amends to the best of our ability, but Mm -hmm. we can't go back and make those things not have happened. That's true. At the same time, so many people live their lives fearing what might happen Mm -hmm. in the future. Yes. That never does happen. That's right. Many times I'm afraid we worry about things we anticipate happening, and really we've worried for a world that doesn't come about. That's right. In many cases, doesn't exist. That's right. (laughs) Now, we were spending some time in the book of Ecclesiastes, Mm -hmm. and we were looking at how Solomon, in his rather unique position in life as not just the king of Israel, but also as a very wealthy individual Mm -hmm. and a very wise individual, Mm -hmm. 
he indicates that he looked to all kinds of sources connected with this world mm -hmm. for meaning, for fulfillment, for pleasure. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, he says, it was all vanity. That's right. Yeah. After that long and exhaustive search, and really, I think we should understand that Solomon himself personally was involved in or tried all of the things that he mentioned. As you said, he found out that they were fruitless. We don't, on a personal basis, we don't have the opportunity to try all of those things no. that he did. No. But yet we should be able to learn from his wisdom mm -hmm. and without making the same mistakes he made, say, well, that's not the right direction. That's, that's right. not the right direction. That's not the right direction. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, he came down to the final conclusion. And that was in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13. Yes. And what did, he read, what did he say there? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Get our lives in tune with God's will. That's a good way to put it. Yes. And that's basically what we've been trying to uh, emphasize uh, as we get into this scripture study today. Mm -hmm. Now, let's turn to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, and how about reading verse 14? I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That upward call, that prize, mm -hmm. the goal. Mm -hmm. what, is, what is Paul talking about there? Well, I believe he's talking about heaven, the heavenly home, the reward that is waiting for all faithful Christians. And in that particular text... Is he just speaking philosophically, or is he speaking from personal experience? Well, definitely from personal, personal experience. Uh, I think it's important if we go back to the 13th verse in that third chapter for just a moment, Gary, and look at what he said there. Uh, one thing I believe that's really relevant for our study, he indicated that he forgot about those things which were behind him, and he was reaching forward to the things which were ahead. And in so doing, I believe we can understand he was fulfilling God's purpose for his life, uh, as this particular section of our study is speaking about. Yeah, and in verse 13, he says, one thing I do. That's correct. One thing. Yes. You know, I think a lot of us, we are kind of like the fella who he was th so enthusiastic but not very focused. Mm -hmm. So he mounted his horse and rode off in all directions. Mm. In other words, with no particular specific purpose or achievement. Mm -hmm. And so many of us in life, we're like that. We don't really know where we're going. Mm -hmm. I remember doing some study many, many years ago and I was rather surprised uh, when it came to setting goals mm -hmm. that most people don't have any real goals in mm -hmm. their life. Mm -hmm. Now, they have some general ideas, desires, wishes, dreams that they've got there. I'd like to have, you know, a house. I'd like to mm -hmm. have a new car. I'd like to have a million dollars in the bank. I'd like to, I wish, I dream of, this is my desire. But they don't really set a goal to accomplish any of those things. 
Yes. And without that goal, those things are nothing more than a wish. That's right. Paul came to understand, and if we went back and we read earlier in this particular chapter, he lists a whole Mm -hmm. list of credentials that really set him apart and in an esteemable position Mm -hmm. from a life's perspective. Oh, yes. From uh, the Jewish standpoint, he was a man of great achievement. Yes. He had the background. He had the bloodline, Mm -hmm. all of that. But he says, hey, I've come to understand Mm -hmm. none of that matters if I don't get to heaven. Yes. And he really, I think, emphasizes this in verse 8 of Philippians chapter 3 as he was referring to those things that he had achieved or done in his past life. And he said, in relationship to knowing Christ and to living for him, I count them as rubbish. Rubbish. Trash. Yep. They don't mount to anything. Right. And so many times we put the wrong things as the point of emphasis in our lives, Mm -hmm. and it's no wonder then that we don't find real fulfillment and enrichment and happiness Mm -hmm. and purpose in our lives because we're focused in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the verse we quoted in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13. In that situation, we're not fearing God and we're not keeping his commandments. Yes. So Paul says there in fourteen, or verse 13 again, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Mm-hmm. I press toward the, pro- the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now that is a very descriptive way of saying I'm moving toward heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm focused on mm-hmm. my heavenly home. He was trying to fulfill God's purpose for his life. And that is key. If we want to find the real worth in life, the real happiness and fulfillment that life holds for us, then we've got to look toward that purpose that Mm -hmm. God has for us. And ultimately, that is to get to be with him forever and ever in heaven. That's right. Let's look at another passage here. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. Jesus came into this world, I think we could say primarily with a singular purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I I think it's interesting, Gary, and and, uh, some of our listeners may not be aware of this, but in the original Greek language in which the New Testament was written, the name Jesus, as it's rendered for us in the English, literally means Savior. Yes. And so he came into this world to be the embodiment of his purpose, the embodiment of his name. Even his name indicating mm-hmm. what he was. And That's is. right. So he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes, Luke he did. 19 and verse 10. That's right. He came to be the Savior. Uh Now, we might say, well, okay, that was good. He had that one thing that he was doing. No, no. Mm -hmm. We need to understand he came with that singular purpose. Now, we need to attach our lives 
to that purpose, make it worthwhile for our lives, mm-hmm. then we're going to find that life worth living. Yes, we certainly will. Dennis, as I said earlier, so many of us, we're just focused on anything, everything, and nothing <laughs> Yes. in life. We don't know where we're going. Right. And one day we wake up and we say, wow, here I am. My life is almost past. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 60s or 70s. What happened? Yes. What did I accomplish? And we're hard-pressed to figure it out. That's true. Because we've been going anywhere, everywhere, and nowhere in our lives. Mm-hmm. No focus. Yes. People need to understand this life is not what it's really about. Mm-hmm. And while we're here in this life, the most important thing is to be right spiritually mm-hmm. so we can look forward to eternal life in heaven. That's right. what it is. Yes. It's not our 401ks or our, our IRAs. It's not getting to the point where we can tap into that pension in our, in our job when we retire. It's not having that retirement home or our home paid off. It is getting to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yes. And if we can live with that focus and understand that, yeah, I, I'm living as God wants me to live. Mm-hmm. We can read 1 John 5 and verse 13 with all of its meaning. Mm-hmm. I write these things to those who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know mm-hmm. that you have eternal life mm-hmm. and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. If that one thing is settled in our lives, then we can look around and say, oh, yeah, this life is worth living. That's exactly right. Yeah, I know where, I, where I'm going. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9, what do we read there? But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. A whole lot is said in that one verse, isn't it? Oh, my. Sure is. Jesus first made a little lower than the angels, Mm -hmm. and that's referring to his leaving heaven. Yes. And becoming human. Right. So he went through that. Mm -hmm. And he suffered death. Mm -hmm. And the reason he suffered death physically Mm -hmm. was that we might have the opportunity to live eternally. That's correct. How many of us do you think really fully understand and appreciate what that verse says? I can't answer that one, Gary, but I know I probably in my own life don't appreciate it as much as I should. I can't speak for anyone else, but personally, you know, to try to put into words what Jesus has done for us that we could never have done for ourselves is virtually impossible. 
In Romans chapter 5, we find a text of scripture that basically is parallel to what we just read in Hebrews 2 and verse 9. It goes into more detail, and it, it helps us to see the contrast between Jesus in his state of purity, mm-hmm. God in his position of love for us, mm-hmm. and ourselves as miserable, undeserving sinners before them. Right. But what they did for us, mm-hmm. regardless of that reality. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Beginning with verse 6 and reading down through verse 10. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his death. So verse 6 says, Christ died for the ungodly. Right. Not for good folks. Right. For the ungodly. That's everybody. That is. And then he goes on and writes there that, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yes. In verse 8. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 9, he says he did all of this to reconcile us to God while we were enemies of God. Mm-hmm. And enemies because of our sin. Yes. Now, you know, Dennis, we might look at ourselves and say, you know, I'm worthless, good for nothing. And from a spiritual perspective, except for Jesus Christ, that might be a pretty apt description. Yes. We might wonder, what is this worth? What is this life worth anyway? Mm-hmm. What am I accomplishing? Mm-hmm. Well, if I am getting right with God, if I'm living right before God, if in doing so I'm assured of eternal life in heaven with God, and when I think about how God loved me so much that while I was ungodly, a sinner, his enemy, Mm -hmm. because of my sin, he sent his son to die for me. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, I think I can conclude this life is worth living. And it speaks to the importance of each one of us individually. You know, I'm reminded of something Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, which speaks to this very same idea. There we're told, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, God made Christ who knew no sin, meaning there was no reason for him to go through the torture and the punishment, and ultimately the death on Calvary to be sin for us. In other words, to die for us while we were sinners, as we read in Romans 5, verse 8, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, we might be able to come to God, 
restore that relationship which had fallen to pieces because of our sin and then look forward to that heavenly home. Yes, he took all of our sins upon him. He did. As he hung on that cross. Yes, he did. And thereby gave us the opportunity to be forgiven, Mm -hmm. to be right with God. That's right. If our life was worth that kind of sacrifice in God's eyes, Mm -hmm. our life is worth living. We hope you will think about all of these things, and we do encourage you to contact us and ask for that free Bible study and learn how you can make the most of your life and find the true worth in living as you direct your life toward God. Contact us today.